This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for your smartphone, tablet, or desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Also, help us keep Star Trek discussion coming to you each day by becoming a Trek FM patron through Patreon. Get access to exclusive content and become part of the team. You'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm. Hi, I'm Anthony Montgomery, Ensign Travis Mayweather on Star Trek Enterprise, and you're listening to Trek FM. How we doing, Trip? Ready when you are. Prepare for warp. Course laid in, sir. Request permission to get underway. Welcome, Boomers, to another episode of Warp 5, Trek FM's dedicated Enterprise show. I'm your host for today, Brandon Shea-Mattella, and joining me is my fellow mutineer, Patrick Devlin. We've uh, we've kicked Floyd off the ship. We made him walk the plank. Yeah, well, last time he made us stay just in the uh, command center, so we figured we wanted to check some more of the ship out this time. Yeah, I thought that'd be a good idea. You know, like there's so much, there's so much room on this uh, Annex 01, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, for everyone except for Reed, because now he sleeps in, in a, I guess, the back of the mess hall or something. <laughs> Anywho, um, actually, we just wanted to do something special. Floyd's really busy with uh, schoolwork and whatnot right now, so uh, I invited Patrick on because we had a lot of fun with last week's episode, and we're just we're going to try and do one episode a week for the month of March. Now, don't get your hopes up, everybody. We're not going to be going weekly from now on. Um, I just felt like talking a little bit of extra enterprise, and Floyd was a little bit busy, so I brought Patrick on to help me out with that. So uh, we will... Once we get to April, we're going to be going every other week. So um, back to our normal schedule of every other week. So what do you think about that, Patrick? Sounds okay? That sounds all right. And I'm glad to fill in. Uh, you know, any any chance I get to talk about Enterprise is good. Good, good. Well, uh, today what we had for just a little topic idea was uh, I was I was chatting with you on Facebook and I said, let's, let's plan a marathon. You know, picture it. It's a Saturday afternoon. The wife has taken all the kids out. You've got a nice cold beer and some popcorn, and uh, you just want to sit down and watch some Star Trek. And I said, uh, I said, let's have an eight-episode marathon where you would watch an episode of Enterprise and an episode of the original Star Trek, and you just you'd watch eight episodes in a day, and. Uh, you know, so we don't know each other's lists. We don't know what we're going to do. But I mean, for for the example that I gave to Patrick when coming up with this was maybe you'd pick In a Mirror Darkly Part Two and Arena because they both had the Gorn in them, or something like that. So uh, so uh, Patrick came up with his own little list. He said it was a little challenging, right? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, trying to come up with with a, with a list that would make kind of sense but be more fun than just. You know, oh, this episode's like that episode. Uh, it, was, it was a little harder than I thought it was going to be. 
Right on. Well, why don't you uh, start us off here? Why don't you give us your first pairing of episodes? Okay, so for my first, um, oh man, uh, so for my first, I uh, I went with actually it's an odd take, but I went with the very last episode of uh, Enterprise. Uh, those are the voyages, um, mostly because uh, I don't think anyone else would pick it, so I wanted to be a little <laughs> different. Um, I do actually like the fact that it takes place actually in um, the TNG kind of era, looking back at how Starfleet kind of came about. It was 10 years after uh, Terra Prime was the events that they were they were going back to. Um, and um, and this is what kind of is supposed to lead into uh, the original series. So my second side of that was the second pilot for Next Generation, which actually aired third, which is kind of weird, but um, is where No Man Has Gone Before. Uh, basically just because it kind of f- fits the last scene of the Enterprise uh, episode is all the captains giving that speech. So um, the episode itself, I mean, it was good. I liked it. Uh, I don't really remember it from when it aired because I wasn't born yet. Um, but you just basically have uh, Kirk goes and uh, they're trying to find something, uh, a recorder for the SS Valiant. Uh, they they decide to go deeper to find out what's going on, which kind of reminds me of Enterprise always going deeper and stuff. And um, they hit a barrier. Uh, Mitchell goes insane. Kirk ends up having to kill him. But then at the last scene, he he um, he puts in the logs that he died performing his duty because he wanted to have compassion because he didn't ask for this and he this wasn't him acting. And even Spock has sympathy, which. I would imagine at the time of watching that particular episode, it didn't make as much sense as it does now, because Kirk turns to him and says, well, maybe there's hope for you yet. Um, and looking back after watching how logical Vulcans are, that makes more sense now, I guess, than than it would have watching it on a first run. But I, I kind of like that scene, so. I like that. That's kind of an interesting combination of episodes, because you've got the sacrifice of the crew member, right? So uh, it's a good pick. Good Correct. Choice. Awesome. My my favorite episode of one series and my least favorite episode of another series. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll leave the audience to guess which one is which. So Yeah, they probably all agree. <laughs> so uh for my first pick, so yeah, actually neither one of those episodes were on my my marathon. So hope we'll see if we don't have too much cro- uh too much crossover here, but uh for my first pairing of episodes, uh I decided to pick the second season episode of Enterprise, The Crossing. And the third season episode of the original Star Trek, The Lights of Zatar. And uh, I kind of like both of these episodes here. They're a little bit moody and a little bit dark. And and uh, it's it's interesting because you've got this alien species, you know, one in a gaseous form and one in a light form that have inhabited other crew members. So uh, I, I really like The Lights of Zatar. It's one of my favorite episodes of the original series. And I really enjoy watching The Crossing. So I thought that they'd be kind of a nice pairing to to put together. Yeah, that's it's a that's a good mix of two episodes back to back um to start off and and it's good it's a good start to a marathon. It gets mm-hmm. you into it pretty quick. So uh moving on to my second choice here, so my second pairing of episodes. Uh this one might be a little bit obvious, but uh I picked Minefield and Balance of Terror. Um, you know, because we got the introduction of the Romulans to both series and they're both they both have a similar feel as well. I mean, in in Minefield, you've got the Romulans that are stalking the Annex 01, 
right? They're kind of off in the distance and they're playing with them and they're, they're playing this cat and mouse game, cloaking and decloaking. And uh, in Balance of Terror, you've got the two ships that are, you know, doing that submarine battle trying to chase each other and one's invaded the other territory, you know. So they're, I think they'd be a really good pairing to watch against each other. They're not on either one of my lists. Uh, they probably both should have made it, but uh, no, that's a, that's a great that's a great combo. And here I am, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of second season episodes, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, those were some of the best seasons of of both shows, really. What's your second choice? Okay, so my second choice is um, from from Enterprise is in Amira Darkly, but I kind of cheated and used both sides of that, and okay. then. Um, and then Star Trek, uh, the original series, I used Mirror Mirror just because I like the Mirror Verses. Um, you know, you, you have, who doesn't like Spock and a goatee? I mean, everyone likes Spock and a Van Dyke. And I like how the Mirror Verse shows evolved over the different series and how in the first one they kind of cross-transported beams and their Mirror Verse ended up where they were and vice versa and they kind of figured it out quickly and tried to find a way home. But the other side of that, they... Um, they just end up in a ship, and you're watching it all from just a mirror versus point of view, really. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. I actually had that as a runner-up kind of thing, just in case. But uh, I had actually added one more episode to that block, and I actually had done it as a four little four-part thing. I would say that you should start that block with um, with the Tholian web, Oh, yes. Then watch In a Mirror Darkly Part 1 and 2, and then watch Mirror Mirror. Yeah, that that would be that'd be a perfect set of four, and I might do that this weekend. <laughs> I've never actually done that. Have you ever gone back and watched very close together any of those four episodes? No, but I, I think I might this weekend. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, throw, throw Tholian Web in there, then watch In a Mirror Darkly 1 and 2, yeah. and then watch Mirror Mirror and see what and, happens. And this is why the digital age is so great. Yeah, because you just go Netflix. You don't even have to take out discs, right? Nope. I don't have to find VCRs or nothing. <laughs> right on. So your second pick is uh, is Mirror Mirror and In a Mirror Darkly. Right on. What's your What's your third pairing of episodes? Okay, so for Enterprise, I had two days and two nights because this is the episode where they end up going to Ryza and everyone loves Ryza. But it also shows that nothing went well for anybody in that in that episode. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the um, TOS episode name at the moment. But they um, they were on a mission for three months. And uh, so Kirk gives them a store leave. When McCoy gets down there, he sees the White Rabbit and Alice. Sulu. Shore leave. Is it called shore leave? Yeah. Is that why I didn't write it? Good. Um, <laughs> okay, so we'll start that again. And in the Star Trek TOS episode, I, I picked Shore Leave because it kind of mirrors that in that they go for Shore Leave and everything goes wrong on them. They're seeing Alice, uh, Alice in Wonderland and White Rabbits, and it turns out that it was it's a machine that's basically supposed to be the perfect amusement park, but because they don't understand that's the concept, they end up going and doing, thinking all the wrong things, and the wrong things end up attacking them. That was actually the very first episode of Star Trek that I'd ever watched was Shore Leave, and I instantly fell in love with it. It was on on a Saturday morning, and uh, the first episode of Next Gen that I watched was Chain of Command 1 and 2, but uh, yeah, Shore Leave was, was on one day. I popped it on, and I'm watching it, and the big rabbit came out, and I'm like, what is this? This is so cheesy, but I just couldn't take my eyes away, and uh, I, I don't know. I really fell in love with that episode. I really liked that one a lot, so. Yeah, well. 
my next set will have my first ever episode of Star Trek in it, so. Okay, right on. That's a good pairing as well, you know, like a relaxing side and, and uh, you know, what are they going to do on shore leave? And it's a little bit of a, you know, a low-key kind of episode. Not not a lot of major stakes in it. I mean, I guess in shore leave you think that there's a lot of high stakes in it because you think Dr. McCoy's dad, right? Correct. The first time you watch it, you think he's dead, right? But Yeah, but and then it turns out everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Right on. Did you ever see the animated episode, the Star Trek animated series one? I, I have to catch up on animated. I did not watch it, and I kick myself for it constantly. They have, the uh, good thing about the animated is there's a lot of kind of sequel episodes. They have a Harry Mudd episode. They have a Tribble episode. They have a City on the Edge of Forever sequel, and they have oh, a sequel nice. actually to Shore Leave. Now, this is probably going to be, for my third pick, it's probably going to be a little obvious for me. You know, everybody knows what my favorite episode of Enterprise is, is Future Tense, right? This is the episode when we did the commentary, I called the name of the episode, this episode screams prequel. And uh, I think I'd like to follow it immediately up with Metamorphosis, because right when they ask, when they pull that body out and they test that he's human, they say, could this be Zephram Cochran? Every time I watch it, I immediately think of metamorphosis right in my head which is the original series episode where they meet Zephram Cochran on that asteroid and he's fallen in love with that you know that gas that you know that pink and purple gas and whatnot and uh and I don't know I think that'd be great to watch them back to back like you said they they kind of the first episode does scream prequel and then you're following it up with its answer mm-hmm. you know so that that, that would be Really good to just sit down, like you said, cold beer and watch straight through and not be bothered. My last choice is going to be Observer Effect and Errand of Mercy. And then we can have ourselves the, the Organian duology. I think that Observer Effect is a really underrated episode of Enterprise. And every time I watch it, I get frustrated because it's like, man, did we really need an episode that talks about the Organians? I don't know that we really needed it, but I love that episode so much. And it's a lot of fun, you know, how they're, how those two Organians inhabit, uh, Travis and Reed. And they're like, everybody, every time we do this, somebody dies every single time. And, you know, they go to that planet and they have that disease that they got to try and figure out. And then, uh, you know, so they have the call back to the original series episode by using those aliens. And so I think it would be fun to watch them and watch how they, you know, then they interfere with the Klingon war and they say, no, you guys can't have war with each other. You guys got to stop. And we're actually really these godlike aliens, you know, that are big yellow beams of light and whatnot. But uh, I think it'd be fun to watch those back to back. Yeah, that actually both of those ended up on my quasi list that I, uh, I ended up, they got bumped, but they, they were in the, they were in the running. Excellent. Right on. What are your last choices? My last, my last uh, two episodes was um, "Let That Be Your Battlefield" from the original series, uh, because that was the very first episode I ever watched. Okay. Um, I, I I enjoy it. I think it speaks volumes towards uh, anti-racism, which was the point of that episode. Uh, at the end, you end up having um, a horror ask. Uh, is is hate all they ever had? And Kirk says no, but it's all they have left. Um, I was a very little boy at the time, and my father kind of had to explain that to me. And I, at the time, what's amazing about that is, at the time, I hated the episode. I hated how it ended because they okay. were let to go back to fight. Like we just kind of washed our hands of it and said, "Ah, eh, whatever they want to do, that's their problem." Um, and then that's the part my father had to explain because again, I was young. Um. That's what's, if we don't, as a race, if we don't stop worrying about 
minor differences, colors being opposite sides, that could possibly be us one day. Um, so we need to step in. We need to fix it, not someone else. We can't look for someone else to fix our problems. And for my last episode of Enterprise, I went with the Zindi. Um, I know we talked about this last season, uh, last time I was on, but uh, really that's the beginning of our race, you know, the Federation, or what's going to become the Federation, or Earth, uh, hating another race. Uh, so I, I find that they kind of work well together. If you watch the Zindi, how Trip becomes obsessed with getting the Zindi, and he doesn't care because they killed his sister, and then going into the um the, the two beings that are black and white on opposite sides hating each other taking over ships and doing all what they can without any any care of consequences um to finally the the line where he goes no but i think that's all they have left cool that's an interesting choice of comparison as well because you know you've got archer and the humans dealing with their racism and hatred towards the zindi species after that, and they don't even know anything about them, right? They don't know what a Zindi looks like. They don't know anything about them, but they know they hate them. Correct. They they find out they're reptilian, and then find one that looks nothing like a reptile, and they're like, "Oh, I still hate them." You yeah. Know? And it's just weird like that. I want to I want to give a plug for one of the authors. I don't know if they ever listen to this, these shows or not, but Greg Cox actually wrote a really interesting. Star Trek the original series novel uh, I think it's a couple years old now but it's called No Time Like I think it's called No Time Like the Past and it's actually an episode where Seven of Nine gets sent into the past and so she has an adventure with Kirk and I, I won't get into why it happens but they actually end up going to that half black and half white planet in the past and it's a really really fascinating section of the book and it's a, it's a really good novel. It sounds like a weird concept, you know? Like, you get Seven and Nine going to the past to meet with Kirk, and you expect them, you know, Kirk to seduce her or whatever, right? Is what your expectations are. Right. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but funny, uh, you know, interesting. And I'm going to plug one of the other shows here. Um, but Earl Grey did an, ep- did an episode just about how much he didn't actually do that as much as we all believe now. Right. Like, it wasn't just like a weekly new green girl, you know, and... And and I, I don't like that they did that because it ruined the whole vision for me. <laughs> it ruined your opinion of Kirk? Yeah, like I, I thought he was more of a ladies' man than he really is. Yeah, he's not too much if you go down and you analyze it. And there's a lot of myths that happen in Star Trek. Like, uh, um, we're going off on a tangent here, but To the Journey did an episode of, of when people died on screen in Voyager. And it actually turns out that Harry Kim is in the middle you know, everybody thinks that Harry Kim was dying all the time, but for the amount of times that you actually see the character die on screen, Harry Kim's somewhere in the middle, and the person who was the most, I think, ended up being Janeway. That yes. That die on screen. I, I think I remember that. Yes, I think I remember that episode, and <laughs> it is crazy, but I guess if you're, Star Trek has become basically part of American folklore at this point, so you're going to get those confusions. Yeah, like, like beam me up, Scotty. Yes. <laughs> Which was never said. Not once. So. <laughs> There's a great novel by Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens that they wrote. I think it was the one I think it was Ashes of Eden and they wrote it with William Shatner and they actually have a line where they say and Kirk gave an order he never gave before. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is completely great. 
I think that's pretty awesome. Excellent. Right on. So those are some pretty good lists. I think those would both make for some excellent marathons. You know, you gotta sit down on a Saturday and watch a bunch of Star Trek when the family's out. I think those both would make some good ones. So uh, why don't we recap our lists here? So so my list, let's see if I remember because I didn't write this down here. I had uh I had um The Crossing and the Lights of Zatar. And I had Minefield and Balance of Terror. And I had um, Future Tense and Metamorphosis, Observer Effect, and Errand of Mercy. So that was my that was my list of eight episodes. Right, and I had those are the those are the voyages with um... these are the voyages. Correct. Wow. Sorry, it's late. <laughs> I had <laughs> these are the voyages with where no man has gone before. I then had Mirror Mirror and in a uh, in a mirror darkly part one and two. So I, I cheated. I, I then had two days and two nights and shore leave, and I had um, let that be your last battlefield. Correct, and the Zindi. And the Zindi, awesome, excellent. So everybody out there listening, why don't you go into the Babel conference? Let us know what you think. Let us know your eight episode marathon and what episodes would you pair it up with uh, the original series? Heck, Voyager or D Space Nine, even right? You know what? What episodes would you pair Enterprise with that you would watch on a on an eight episode marathon? Something like that. Just be easy on me for my first choice. <laughs> yeah, don't don't hate on him. <laughs> so, and <laughs> we didn't do this, but I just want to clarify: one liter is point two six four liquid gallons because we didn't do any conversions today we didn't oh awesome thank you very so. much yes yeah we uh we use liters in canada yes yeah so and there's what did you call the conversion uh, uh gallons we have gallons yeah you have gallons so a, a gallon is four liters about no it, yeah yes right yeah, it's uh, like I said, a liter is point two six four gallons. Yeah, oh yeah, point two six four gallons. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got so, it. That's about but right. we yeah. went over a whole Celsius and Fahrenheit thing. I figured we should still teach them some math while we teach doing. them something. Good job, excellent. They got way more information on the Babel conference. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, from <laughs> from the early part of the episode, but <laughs> oh well, it was kind of fun. So, anywho, converting gallons to liters and talking about. Eight hours of television that we're going to sit down and watch without even a potty break is not the only thing we've been discussing here on the network. So take a quick listen to this clip and see what else you may have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. And basically we had this bonding experience where basically all of us cast members were like doing jumping jacks and push-ups in between days because we were trying not to get frostbite. And I just remember... Uh, Benedict said something. He's like, "I wonder if I can get a beer here." Well, I'm, you know, like, <laughs> so, so it's like, JJ, is there a tap I can attach to one of these, and we can maybe keep warm a different way? Literary treks. When it comes to these early novels, when they're written in a first season, they don't always match up well with what we learn of the characters as the series progresses. Like, for example, I think the first couple books or so, uh, the Next Generation. There's scenes where Troy refers to Will Riker as Bill. Melodic treks. So what you're saying, if I understand correctly, so let's say that there was a, a two-minute piece of music and it was played in five different episodes. And each of those episodes had a different part that sounded the best. So you spliced, you may have spliced together. Wow. Continuing mission. 
you know, we were pitching our idea, Don and I, to the folks at Starbase Studios. And I vowed to myself that I wasn't going to walk on the bridge and then go sit immediately in the chair and have a picture taken of myself. However, as soon as I got on the bridge, I sat in the chair and I took a picture of myself. Uh, <laughs> so, so it was like a kid in a candy store. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these great shows and find out what else is happening in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe. And discover what else may be happening, as uh, Mike Schindler would like to say. So uh, you can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and of course you can always stream or download the MP3 file from our website at Trek.fm and grab the RSS link as well. If you're an Apple user, please be sure to hit that subscribe button, and we ask you please to give us a rating and review. It makes it easier for other listeners to find the show as they search for podcasts. And, uh, yeah, we, we would love it if you could do that for us. So, uh, Patrick, why don't you tell us where people can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MagicDrop5. Uh, it's the number five, not the word, but it is all one word. Or you can find me around the Babel Conference pretty much all the time. Right on. And you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Metella. And every once in a while I poke my head up in the Babel Conference as well. And before we go, we just want to plug Patreon, uh, which is both how Patrick and I both got involved in the network. Uh, Patreon is a way for you to support the network on a monthly basis, donating at a dollar a month, at $5 a month, at $10 a month, whatever you're able to contribute up to a billion, zillion, trillion dollars a month, you know, whatever you think you can send our way. Um, at the $5 a month level, you can get access to Patron Zone, which has exclusive content and early releases. At $15 a month, you can join us on our monthly roundtable, where we have a lot of fun discussions involving the listeners and a host of the network. And at $25 a month, you can become an associate producer of the show of your choice on the network. And I am the associate producer of Literary Treks. And Patrick, tell us about the show that you are the associate producer uh, for. I'm the associate producer of Metatrex. Um which is uh, it's pretty cool. Right on. Yeah, it's a good show. I've been I was on it recently when we talked about uh, dimensions. It was yes. pretty cool. I'm actually supposed to uh, possibly be on it soon, and I'm glad you guys figured out the whole uh, going through the fourth dimension thing in the transporter because I really didn't want to get broken up just to get on the show. <laughs> right on. You didn't want to die to get on the show. Nah. Awesome. Well, we would like to give a special shout-out to our two associate producers here on Warp 5. We have Mike Morrison and our new associate producer, Tim Cooper. Thank you very much for supporting Warp 5 and the network. And we'd also like to thank Tony Robinson very much for creating our show art. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can go to trek.fm slash contact, and you can send us an email, or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trek.fm, and you can send us a voicemail, and we'll be sure to play that on the show well thank you very much for listening and join us again next time for another episode of warp 5 <laughs>